Welcome to the Did Nothing Wrong podcast, where we try to cut through the noise to help you make sense of the chaotic information space we find ourselves in. I'm Griff Somke. And I'm Jay McKenzie. In this episode, we will be talking about Elon Musk's decision to reinstate Donald Trump's Twitter account, which he lost in the fallout from the January 6th insurrection, and what that means to the GOP's chances in the December Georgia runoff and beyond. We'll also be taking a look at the decision by Attorney General Merrick Garland to appoint a special counsel to take over the various Trump investigations and why MAGA is hopping mad about it. And we will have the latest on the FTX saga and the newest disingenuous narrative attempts from the Pizzagate team to hang this scandal solely on the Democrats. Happy American Thanksgiving, however you're celebrating or not celebrating as the case may be. Hopefully the day is treating you well. Let's go ahead and get right to it. So, Jay, Vox Populi, Vox Dei. <laughs> the voice of the people is the voice of God in Latin. These were the words Elon Musk tweeted right before he restored Donald Trump's Twitter account. This was in reference to a poll, a poll, a completely unbiased poll on whether or not he should do it. It was the beginning of a wave of right-wing account restorations, which included everybody's favorite, Project Veritas, among others. It seems like it's 2016 again, both in terms of who's around and the absolute lack of moderation that goes along with it. Yeah, it sure does. You mentioned the Vox Populi, Vox Day. Somebody mentioned on Twitter the uh, the full quote needed to be shared. <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> I did, I did. Yeah, yeah. the full quote that, that Elon took that from is, do not listen to those who say the voice of the people is the voice of God since the tumult of the crowd is always close to madness. Which mm. um, is kind of the exact opposite of what Elon uh, put out there. But hey, the Roman Colosseum existed for a reason and the, the people <laughs> want what they want. And Bread sometimes, and circuses. Yeah, and sometimes just blood and, um, well, Trump's tweets. I don't think the majority of uh, Americans want that, but here we are. And God only knows, what was it, like 15 million accounts voted on that tweet? And Yeah, it was a lot. Somehow was telling people that the bot problem just, it just went away. He fixed it. it sure it's, it's 15 million people, for, for people, sure. Absolutely. People. Yeah, even though the people. audit, I think the audit of Elon's account said it was 70% bots. <laughs> but Bot lives matter, man. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No. No, it's nothing to yeah. worry about at all. And it seems like Trump may not even actually want this at this point. He's playing it real cool and saying, no, I got I got Truth Social. I got this. I don't need to come over here yeah. and do this. Truth Socials is really great alternative that, uh -huh. that he's a big fan of. And of course, he has millions of quote unquote followers over there, too. So yeah, that lots of very real people, lots of legitimate people who are QAnon followers are certainly there because he's... Mm -hmm sharing their content and God only knows what they're posting in his replies. How are you ever going to find out when the storm is coming if you're not following him over on Truth Social, right? Yeah, I think he'll I think he'll be back on Twitter pretty soon. I think he's milking it for mm -hmm. all that it's worth because he can and eventually he'll give the people what they want just like Elon has or says he has. I think it's a matter of time, but I think it's it's fun for him and it's it's getting him attention which we know he wants and 
Elon uh, is is posting about it too, and they're having a, a little bromance about whether or not Trump will come back to the platform. It'd be it'd be kind of cute if if it wasn't so hellscape terrible uh-huh. end of democracy e. It definitely kind of feels like that some days. They're bringing back all the really terrible accounts from the looks of things. I and mean, it looks like Jordan Peterson's been reinstated. He's having his usual good time. Somebody needs to tell that guy that maybe he's just not cut out for this kind of game. Yeah, Jordan Peterson is really happy to be back. And I guess his, his boss, Ben Shapiro, is, is Ben Shapiro his boss now? Does he? I think he does work for the Daily Wire. So <laughs> They trade them back and forth, I think, like baseball cards. Well, you know, you've got him. You've got the Babylon Bee is back. So. Oh, the Babylon Bee, everybody's favorite site that's kind of like the Onion, except not funny. And they weren't, neither one of them are actually banned. They they just had to delete a tweet and they refused to delete the tweet. And now they just don't have to. So Elon's just <laughs> making it easier for everyone. And he's still replying to all the right-wing accounts and, and boosting the worst people around and turning Twitter into 4chan. And <laughs> Somebody actually had a really great line about that, calling it $8 chan. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I noticed, though, that he did at least in theory, say that he's not going to bring Alex Jones back. So that's something. Yeah, even though I happen across some ads for a guy who's on InfoWars now. Hmm. I don't know what it is. Twitter's weird. I keep seeing accounts showing up in my timeline that, honestly, I feel like I haven't seen some of them in two years. I don't think they stopped tweeting. I just, God only knows what they've done with the algorithm or what they've broken or who's left at tech support, right? You've sent in a ticket and maybe they'll get back to you in three months people have been posting full copyrighted movies like their entire dmca Uh team is either gone or just stopped caring yeah i saw somebody post hackers the full movie hack and it took i think it almost took 24 hours for that thing to get taken down somebody posted like the fast and the furious 7 i saw that (laughs) (laughs) it was just well and there's there's supposed to have tech and software that'll that'll pick that stuff up and then immediately take it down and it's no longer working so it requires an actual person to go in there and find this stuff except again how many people are left at twitter who are capable of doing this mm-hmm. so they're going to get sued and it's going to cost them more money and i know elon is going to keep pretending like he doesn't care that he's hemorrhaging money but he is hemorrhaging money yeah has anybody looked at tesla's stock lately because it's no. it's going down 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 <sighs> Yeah. And not good. Not good the, at all. If you're a Tesla investor, you should be a little hesitant about any of this right now. Well, and now it's Tesla's this was this big left wing kind of idealized, oh, you're in the Bay Area and you drive a Tesla and now it's mm, you support the the guy with yeah. the mega hat. And you drive should see a Tesla? it up here. I mean, there are so many I mean, I'm in Seattle, Washington, and there are so many Teslas in this area, it's not even funny. And I'm just can't imagine that the owners of those Teslas are feeling great about this really sudden and sharp no. turn. In about a year, you'll be able to pick up a smoking deal on a used one, I'm sure. And hopefully it's not really smoking. Hopefully that's just an analogy. But, you know, they have had some problems with that over the years. <laughs> the reporting of which may be part of the reason that we're in this spot, because Elon mm. does not like that negative press. So He does not indeed. How dare you, sir? Yes, <laughs> I'm sure we'll have Elon bots in our mentions about this, about, hey, that's not fair. You're not being fair about this. And yes. You- yeah, it, the autopilot Tesla only ran over the the pretend child in the, right. in the in the simulation it wasn't a real kid the bumpers don't fall off when you drive through puddles anymore i mean yeah hey, here we go that's something <laughs>
But we've got a situation now where it's starting to feel like the thumb is quite thoroughly on the scale for team misinformation. Well, Elon is their champion. Let's mm-hmm. just let's just be real about that. He is making them happy and doing all the things that they want and driving the liberals off Twitter. I I've seen quite a few people post that they're leaving and okay, maybe people will come back, maybe they won't, but I've noticed my followers are dropping and I've noticed people that I happen to pay attention to, their numbers are going down. And no, I do not think this is some sort of purge of my Twitter account or or all liberal accounts or something. I think it's real people who are quitting the site. Yeah, I've had a few people tell me, you know, for real, like, I don't want to be here. This is not safe. This is terrible. We are now you know, at much more risk of being targeted for, yeah. you know, any kind of identity than we were three months ago when it was the old management, as it were. And they've got a point. If you're getting rid of the content and moderation teams, I saw somebody tweet that like the entire Asian content and moderation team is down to one guy in Korea. They don't wow. have a whole lot of those employees around anymore. That means, yeah. I mean, and you can you can log on now and you can see the amount of slurs, the amount of racist epithets that get tossed out there is far higher and nobody's taking them down and nobody's suspending these people for doing it. And it's going to get worse. The more of these people you let on, the more it emboldens them to just blast out their anti-Semitic remarks, blast out their absolute racism, and no one's around to to stop them at this point. Yeah, and well, and you're absolutely right. The people that are left are primarily in the US and speak English. So right. everything is going to be worse and everyone is going to be impacted. And this is the site that had the absolute mother of all Russian disinformation troll problems. Who's watching that? Yeah. Well, and who's who's keeping us safe from hacks? Who's protecting our DMs? I'm honestly kind of surprised the the site hasn't been DDoSed down, but I guess there is still Cloudflare and legitimate protections. They haven't left yet. Although, honestly, if he keeps going at this rate, it won't matter how much money he's losing in in a few weeks or a month. Everyone's just going to bail, including Google Play and and the App Store and all of these companies are going to say, forget this. Like we've been saying, he's empowered these people. He's definitely kind of putting up the the bat signal for the right-wing disinformation merchants and saying, hey, you've got a home on Twitter now. Mm -hmm. And the more he brings these people back, I think one of the accounts that Elon brought back is ALX. Yeah, TPUSA. He used to write for Milo's site. Trump retweeted him all the time, just constantly, because he posted videos and all this. So guys like Benny Johnson and Ian Miles Chong have been in Elon's reply saying, bring this guy back. We need him. He's great. And he was banned because he posted a meme about Joe Biden. It was around the time the Proud Boys and Gavin McGinnis and a lot of those accounts were banned. He had two more accounts after his original All three got banned. Once you've been suspended permanently, you are suspended permanently. And if you try to evade that ban by making more accounts, they will suspend those accounts. So the dude should have been gone. He should have been gone. And they can lie about why it happened, whatever. But now he's back and there's been no statement from Twitter. There's been no explanation. But his latest account, his probably his biggest account is back. But his two old accounts are still suspended. They're still sitting there. So Twitter's not saying anything, 
and one of this guy's accounts is back, but not the others. So it's a good question of like, okay, do the terms of service matter anymore? Mm. If he broke the rules and he got banned for breaking the rules, where does that leave us? Right. Is it all just arbitrary? Because right now Twitter just looks like it is Elon by Elon for Elon and he'll explain it if he feels like it. That's totally valid because that is essentially by all rational observation what's happening. You can't really point to a rule that's being enforced or a change in the policy. Like you said, the TOS has not changed. However, these people are being brought back. I mean, Logan Cook, I'm sure, will probably be the next one at some point. Oh, bring God. There's so many. Carpe gotta... Dumbass or whatever his name was back and go from there. But they have so many of these guys that have been on the sidelines, and they're probably all just chomping at the bit to get back out there. Yeah, and Jack Posobiec posted today saying it's all of 2016 MAGA crew is coming back online just in time for the 2024 primary. Yeah, Lovely. gosh. What timing? But if you if you really think about it, who was Jack hanging out with in 2016? Because I Ooh. distinctly remember him being at a bar at the RNC with Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer. And I know this because Richard Spencer posted the picture and explained that he was there with Jack Posobiec, who introduced himself as Roger Stone's man. Mm -hmm. So if any of Twitter's advertisers out there are listening, 2016 MAGA was lots of neo-Nazi trolls and lots of anti-Semitism. And all of these guys like Posobiec and Cernovich and Fairbanks and Tim Pool, they were hanging around all of mm -hmm. all of those characters like Baked Alaska. Douglas Mackey, a.k.a. Ricky Vaughn. Microchip. Ooh, hey, microchip. <laughs> Blast from the past. I mean, these are, these are people that have posted explicitly neo-Nazi material. Mm -hmm. Not even dog whistling or like straight up the worst things that you, I, I don't want to get into. That was here, back when Jack still had neo-Nazis following him around, helping him film documentaries, too. Yeah. So if we're really going back in time, I think people should remember what that time was because it was it was not good. And if that's the future of Twitter, then I don't, I don't know who I don't know who would put their money into it. I, I think we're going to stay. The fight is here and we're we're staying here and. Honestly, I've been called every name in the book by now, so I'm not sure how much that really affects either one of us at this point. But mm. if you're an advertiser, if you're a company that provides some sort of services to Twitter, look at this and maybe maybe pause for a minute. Seriously, why would you want to spend your money on this? Why would you want to spend your money on a site that is actively promoting hate and hate groups and what advertiser wants anything to do with this at this point? They brought Trump back, and it does definitely seem like the environment has gotten far more toxic on Twitter as a result. So speaking of all things Trump, on Friday, November 18th, Attorney General Merrick Garland made the decision to consolidate all of the Trump and Trump-related investigations under a special counsel, Jack Smith, who was formerly of the International Criminal Court in The Hague. Now he'll be taking over these investigations and making decisions on whether or not to charge Trump or any of his cronies with anything wrong that they've done. And, you know, jury's out. Jury's out on how that's going to play out. But he's definitely got some decisions to make in the next little while about how that's going to go. And as you might expect, MAGA World absolutely lost it. Bannon lost it. Marjorie Taylor Greene lost it. They all completely lost it about this. They're calling it a witch hunt. They said that he had done nothing wrong, as they always do. They asked how come any number of Democratic figures weren't being investigated by a special counsel. They brought up Hunter Biden's laptop. They brought up 10% for the big guy. 
They brought up Benghazi and spirit cooking and Pizzagate and Fast and the Furious and the birth certificate and everything else. And the funny part about all of this was we also had a certain subset of the left that was extremely upset about this decision as well. They couldn't figure out why they were bringing in a special counsel as opposed to just filing a whole bunch of charges. It's been almost two years. Why not just charge the guy? You know what happened at this point. So what do you think? Are they finally going to indict the guy or is he going to skate on this one? Oh, put me on the spot there. <laughs> I, I don't know. Merrick Garland has gotten a lot of criticism from the, the specific group on the left that you're talking about. Funny that. Yeah, I don't think it's been fair or honest. I understand doing this. I understand wanting to appear impartial and not not feel like, okay, this is Merrick Garland deciding this and Joe Biden appointed him and okay, this is going to be viewed as partisan. Well, this is going to be viewed as partisan by the right anyway. And they're going to call it partisan, even if it didn't look partisan. They get they get hired Bill Barr for this. He could, he could come back and be the special counsel. And if he decided to indict Trump, which to be fair, he is actively saying on Fox News that that he thinks he's going to be indicted and he mm -hmm. should. This is yes, this is the same Bill Barr that was yes. Trump's essentially he was the AG, but really he was acting like Trump's personal lawyer as AG. He was the guy who shut down Robert Mueller. He was the guy who. Yeah, nothing to see here. It is funny to see how the the field of play can can change, but is is Trump going to be indicted? I don't know. Do you know? Do you, what do you I think the reason why they did it is because this is such a monumentous step that if they decide that they're going to do it, I mean this has never happened. We're talking about very unprecedented no president past present has ever been charged with these kinds of crimes. I mean, the closest we probably ever got was Nixon. And Nixon, once Nixon resigned, it was over. Ford right. pardoned him. That was the end of that. So I think that there's still a sense of perception that this guy is guilty as hell. But charging him crosses a big line that I'm not sure that the DOJ is ready to cross without really being able to say, well, we took it from every angle we possibly could and we had to yeah. bring in a special counsel and look at the whole picture of everything. I, I think it's to some extent it's some CYA on the part of the DOJ, but I understand why they're doing it. Yeah. I think there's also a this could lead to violence. They're worried about that if this happens. Although that in itself doesn't seem like a terribly good reason for not doing it because, well, that just means that whoever assembles the biggest gang of thugs can just do whatever they want from here on out. I think we should probably say that maybe they don't know and maybe maybe Merrick Garland should have just decided to do it anyway, but maybe Merrick Garland would have indicted him and maybe Jack Smith won't or maybe he will. Everything that I've read, the profiles and everything about Smith is leads me to believe he's going to be as honest and unbiased and handle all this on his own and, and go over the facts himself. And so I don't think there's any reason to suspect there's all this outside influence that's going to be weighing on him. I think it really will be up to him, but I think there's a good reason to be concerned about violence. I think 
if Trump does get indicted, it's going to make some people angry. And, mm-hmm. and Chris Ray recently came out and said that small groups or lone wolf attacks of violent extremism are the largest terrorist threat that the country faces at the moment. And this was... And he's been consistent with saying that for the last few years. And to some extent, he's right. He has. There are a he lot has. of these people. And we saw you know, Ricky Schiffer earlier this year go after an FBI office because he was upset with how the FBI had treated Trump. That's, I think, to some extent, what they may be worried about is like lone wolf type attacks on DOJ. And it's it's not going to go away. It's, it's out there. It's a problem. These people are, yeah, they're, they're mentally unwell, but they're also consuming a very specific kind of rhetoric. And a lot of them are right wing. Most, the vast majority are right wing and good amount are MAGA or MAGA adjacent. Super easy to get weapons in this country. Super easy. I mean, if they're if they're political, they're usually they're usually MAGA. But even if they aren't political, you look at groups like the the Boogaloo Boys, right? And and whether they're right or left or like what culture are they consuming? And it's this mm-hmm. fringe 4chan MAGA culture that's just seeping in. So I don't know what's going to happen with Trump, but I think I think you're right in terms of. The reality of the situation is there's a lot of things that are happening all at once. And if you indict Trump, well, yeah, there is there is a chance of violent acts or attacks as a result from people who are loyal to him. There's also the chance that indicting him could help him. Right. Especially if you indict him and can't convict him. Well, then that that really helps him. That yeah. that makes all the deep state frame job, all those narratives are suddenly true. Yeah, they're I mean, they're not true, but you know what I mean. Like it to his audience, he will be saying that, and he will never ever back down from that. At that point, and a lot of people will believe it, and honestly, it it could very well be enough to reelect him. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very careful, and maybe that was part of it. Maybe part of Garland's thing is, yeah, I think he should be indicted, but I can't be sure if if we can get a conviction. So maybe right. that's part of the reason you pull in the special counsel. But yeah, if you if you don't indict him, there's also the possibility that, well, now Trump thinks he has impunity. And so you found he, he didn't respect laws and norms and all of these things before, which he didn't. But if you don't indict him for this, for something that, that this egregious, well, then maybe he feels empowered to go do even worse things. Why and, should he respect laws and norms at that point? And who's to say he's going to ever face any consequences? If he doesn't face consequences for this, Should would anyone really believe he ever will? Right. And I think a lot of people are watching this very carefully, saying, like, yeah. what's, what's the system, as it were, going to do about this on all sides? How is the system going to handle this kind of a threat? I mean, we are in very unprecedented territory here. This has never happened. And and I think, like you said, some of the reactions and responses to this from people are they jump straight to a 10. And it's not surprising to see MTG or Matt Gates or all these people who are always, <laughs> always right. this way, going, uh, diving straight into it with their Joe Biden and Hunter Biden laptop and all these narratives that we've heard. And even even like you said, bringing back Obama and Hillary and all these things, <laughs> because, of course, they do, because the, the, the audience remembers and, uh-huh. and Trump Trump has done the same thing. But 
Yeah, they are they are getting people fired up. They want people to pay attention. And I think they're preparing for both outcomes. There's a degree of uncertainty in terms of is is Trump going to win the primary? Is he go would he run from jail? Will a conviction hurt him or make him ineligible? It's also unprecedented but people are are using it as a way to get their name out there and their message out there and the last guy who ran from jail was Lyndon LaRouche (laughs) (laughs) I I do not know how it's going to end but I I do understand or at least sympathize with the the weight of this decision it's definitely something that will we're at a crossroads I think with this we're either going to make the decision to indict him and go down that path as a country, or we're going to make the decision not to indict him and go down that path as a country. I think that things just aren't going to be the same after this, regardless of what we decide. And I don't know, I don't know what the safe option is. And and, and maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe you just have to do the right option. And maybe you have to, the law says this, and I'm going to follow the law. And maybe Maybe that's what Jack Smith does. I don't know. And and maybe that should matter more. But I think realistically, like you said, the unprecedented nature of this and the stakes that are involved, I don't think anyone can look at it that objectively. I think the reality is he is the former president. He is running for president. This is going to be political regardless of how you, you yeah. spin it. There's just no way. It is inherently a political case. But that doesn't mean that if he did something wrong, he should not get indicted for that. Absolutely. You can't just run for president to, you know, make all your legal problems go away either. That's the other precedent we're talking about setting here, and that's not great. Yeah. So it's a real terrible choice that they're faced with. I don't I don't envy them for having to make it. And I think anybody who thinks they know how this is going to come out now is just purely speculating there's just no and that's i avoided i avoided posting any any hot takes about this because like i just don't know and i i would love to know but i feel like feel like this is a game of chess and this one move is going to set off 25 more and i just don't think any any person can really see exactly where either choice is going to take us and both are fraught with peril, but Absolutely. yeah, it, I, it we'll see. Yeah, we definitely will see. Um, <laughs> so the FTX scandal is still in the news, continuing to roll on. We're getting new information daily. The mainstream media's coverage of this has been, shall we say, tepid. And at times they have whitewashed the scale and the wrongdoing of FTX's founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, the guy stole billions of dollars. It's starting to look like at this point, there's a lot of people's money that got tied up in all of this and it's just gone. And the media is kind of like, Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> you know, some of them aren't even mentioning jail. Like you're, we're looking at, at manufactured right wing narratives here that have gone to some pretty crazy places, including is, is Sam Bankman fried a fed and, is the CIA involved somehow? And <laughs> sometimes there's still money laundering happening. And and there's a new piece that has him. Uh, apparently, there's a, a link to Tether, which is another cryptocurrency. And, I saw that, and, yes. And the idea that they were so into Tether that Tether may have 
the same kind of problem that Alameda but, Research but had. But bigger. Bigger. But larger. Bigger. And maybe the reason Tether won't fail is because the CIA is backing them or <laughs> it just, it goes down a path. The CIA um, is either the most powerful outfit in the history of ever or the most <laughs> incompetent bunch of... Yeah, th- there's never any in-between, right? It's always one of those two. But but the thing that, that you and I have tried to remind people of and would still like to remind people of is the people who want to blame everything on the CIA, curiously, have nothing to say about the KGB. And, and I... I know the KGB no longer exists. It is now the FSB and SVR and, and Gru's still grew doing grew things. And uh, the FSO is still involved in Russia and they handle Putin's cash and the KGB doesn't exist. The guy who runs Russia is from that culture. <laughs> the guy who Yes. That's that's the yes. point is yes, we still bring up the KGB because the KGB still exists in the form of the guy who was raised in that culture and came up as a Czechist. Now he's in charge of the whole country. Yes. So you got to look at it. Yeah. And and they, they have different names, but they still do the same things, same operations and activities in those new names. But yes, you see the people who love to blame everything on the CIA, and it's just, it's never Russia. Part of the problem with the mainstream media's lack of attentiveness to this scandal is it has opened up a space for the folks who want to blame everything on the CIA to get in there and start doing what they do, which is coming up with crazy false narratives about how it's this, how it's that, how it's the CIA that turned this guy and they're propping up this coin in their attempt to dominate the world as usual, you get a lot less of that kind of thing when you objectively cover these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Darren. But right now, all we know for sure is that this guy seems to have absconded with a whole lot of money. He may or may not be in the Bahamas. He may or may not be under some kind of custody in the Bahamas. We know that they're trying to extradite him. I'm sure if they manage to do that, when he comes back, he will face all the jail time. They will definitely charge him with a whole lot of things. Because it is billions of dollars Mm -hmm. that are that are missing. But yeah, you you've still got the so the the FTX Ukraine money laundering operation with Democrats that the right wing manufactured in the beginning. It's still there. It's still still floating out in the ether and they there are plenty of people who are still pushing it and believe it and and that narrative isn't dying but you've also got this push from guys like darren Beatty and jack Posobiec and even even tucker tucker was less overt but he's hinting at this idea that sam bankman fried is a fed and okay why are why are they saying he's a fed well part of it is that the collapse of ftx and the the massive fraud that is involved and billions of dollars are going to be lost from lots of american citizens right so it makes crypto look really bad and with crypto looking really bad, it makes it easier for the government to step in and say, hey, we want to regulate crypto now, which is a natural <laughs> conclusion to draw here because the lack of regulation in crypto almost directly led to some of this. So, yeah, when billions of dollars go missing and this this thing is revealed and, and you stop looking at this 30 year old guy as some effective altruist genius who's making all this money in a technology that people understand. And then you just say, nope, this is just some kid who figured out a new kind of Ponzi scheme. 
You go, well, huh. Managed to hustle all these people. Maybe, maybe it, yeah, maybe regulating crypto is a good idea so that people stop losing billions of dollars. I mean, we have an FDIC for a reason, so, I mean, maybe we need to have right. one of these for crypto. But instead, the right can't accept that. That's too straightforward. That's too cause and effect. They can't. That is that is not the red pill. Oh, you got to get red pilled. Well, red pilled here is <laughs> overcomplicating a fairly straightforward narrative that sure it, it does involve politicians taking money from this guy and Sam Bankman Fried wanted influence and wanted power and perhaps control over regulation and all this and it did just kind of up and collapse out of nowhere but yeah the idea that he's a fed i just oh i just can't see it i can't no, I can't, no. I can't see it but yeah like they're they're adding these tentacles to the narrative where well Maybe he was a Fed so that the CIA could use FTX and Ukraine's connection and partnership to launder money through the country and then send it back to Democrats. I it it that one I think they're they're kind of struggling with because it just overcomplicates a narrative that people already don't seem to quite understand right right they made it too complicated in the first place i mean they're <laughs> let's let's add the cia to this why not yeah right? because let's just toss them in the cia are the wild card space in the mad libs <laughs> that involve yeah. their narratives it's always the cia and it's always the cia so you can always. you can throw the cia into any of it and it totally works but yeah you've got them adding okay he's a fed because he wants because he helped Ukraine launder money. Eh, I don't know about that one. He's a Fed because, well, now Biden can regulate crypto and it was all part of this master plan, which I, I think they were probably going to regulate crypto anyway. And honestly, this kid was trying to buy influence and prevent it and him collapsing it just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The, the other thing that Tucker is talking about now is okay, well, they want to regulate crypto. If you remember with the trucker convoys, mm. right? And COVID and lockdowns, and a lot of it started in Canada, Ezra Levant, Rebel News, they really mm. covered it and, and it got a lot of coverage in the US. And so, so, and then some of it kind of spread. And a lot of these people, if you remember, the trucker convoys were anti-lockdown. They were they were shutting down highways. And, and it, I don't know, it lasted for for a month yeah a couple month of months two. at least yeah and it was it really did disrupt supply lines and caused a lot of issues roads were closed people could <laughs> couldn't get to work um it was it was a problem and at a certain point the government in canada started looking at well how is this being coordinated and funded and and how are these people surviving right they're not working they're not doing their jobs but they're still going out every day and they eventually shut down some people's bank accounts and they essentially cut them off from the financial markets because they said, well, this is terrorist activity and you're preventing the country from operating as normal. It did appear to be a drastic step, but it also, I think, in retrospect, made a lot of sense. And maybe maybe it was too far. Maybe it shouldn't have been permanent. But regardless of what you think about that. So Tucker is essentially talking about that and saying, if we want to do this sort of thing again, if we want to. He's, he's, of course, framing it as a freedom of expression. Shutting down highways and <laughs> entire cities, essentially, is free speech. Freedom of expression, somehow. Uh-huh. Yeah, free speech. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, but he's saying that crypto allows those people to continue protesting, continue 
to express their free speech and still have money to eat and survive. And if they regulate crypto, well, not only are they going to unperson you from your bank account, but they're going to they're going to take away crypto's freedom. They're going to take away the freedom that crypto is supposed to allow you. So it's it's again all part of this massive scheme with the FBI, CIA, whatever, the deep state has concocted all of this to control you. Yes. And some of these people, you know, they're so vested in crypto at this point. The amount of drop that Bitcoin has taken this year, it's just, it's hurt them quite a bit. And they would prefer that not drop any farther. And honestly, you regulate it, it probably will. The price is probably going to keep going down because some of the utility of it, once it's regulated, disappears. And it probably will go down a bunch at that point. So they're going to stave that off as long as they possibly can. Even if yep. it means putting out crazy, nonsensical narratives about this guy being a Fed. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. They, they can't afford to have their Bitcoin drop too much more because their Bitcoin has already dropped quite a lot. If you didn't get out of Bitcoin like six months ago, you're probably yeah. hosed. It was, what was it, at 60K at one point? Mm-hmm. And last I looked, it's at 16? Yeah. That's a, that's a, 16 that's a big and dropping. drop. It's taken a massive yeah. drop. And I just can't really see with everything that's happened in the last six months, Bitcoin going back up over that. No. It won't. I don't know how low it'll go, but yeah, I can't. It's trending down and it's trending down for a reason. And yeah, FTX collapsing like this, it is, uh, it's really bad PR for them. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it's an unregulated commodity that is essentially worthless. And How low could it get? Well, Tulips. Yeah, that's how low it could yeah. get. There's a reason why everybody brings that up. They'd rather blame the FBI, oh, the feds did this, rather than maybe people just eventually see through the fraud. Maybe they realize that, wow, we've got all this concern about global warming and climate change, and you've got these people that are sucking up power that essentially could heat and power the homes in Texas. It's a huge waste of energy, and it doesn't produce anything. There's a reason that places like China and Russia and several other countries have banned crypto mining because they can't justify it. Because even even those states that have used crypto in the past to pay hackers or to pay for ransoms or Russia and in Syria, you use it to pay your mercenaries or or people who are overseas operatives, agents working for you. These states have absolutely used crypto, but they also see... I don't want that on my power grid. Yeah, as long as it's crypto that was mined on someone else's power grid, it's fine. But the problem is there are very few places that will let you mine and can mine crypto at that kind of scale. One of them happens to be the United States. And if the United States regulates it strictly, it might just be game over. You're really running out of places to go. Yeah. And they're they're just about out. Right now, it, it is, it's just embarrassing. But yeah, one of the last places is Texas. Mm-hmm. And you got Ted Cruz and Abbott over there saying, well, yeah, we want to be crypto and all this, which is insane when you consider the amount of issues with, yeah. well, the, the, the Texas uh, power grid has not been holding up too well. And uh, you would think Cancun Ted Cruz over there might have have a moment's pause, but he's... <laughs> He's all for it because it is part of the narrative, though. It's part of that freedom. and Well, and even beyond that, you look at Miami declaring itself crypto city and, you know, everything is going to be Bitcoin <laughs> now. And look what happened. Uh, you know, yeah. This is just not a sustainable way to run a, an industry. Well, and it, you, you look at Miami, too, and it's like, aren't you guys like worried about 
global warming like a, the a, next a, apartment complex crashing into the sea should be yeah like should you really be destroying the ozone that much faster yeah i feel like with all three of these segments we're looking at some real cliffhangers <laughs> i don't think any of these are even close to decided and i think we're in the the very early stages so i, I feel like we're going to be talking about this stuff a lot as it evolves and changes but we are committed to following along and seeing where some of the worst people on the internet take these stories yeah we'll be back soon to keep you posted and keep you informed it's not a sprint it's a marathon this is not going to change anytime soon you're right some of this stuff is going to take months in some cases years to probably play out and i think it's election season trump's declared and campaign season has started and so everything is on overdrive yeah absolutely and we're just going to be looking at this from now until 2025 when someone wins and hopefully the other side respects that win hopefully <laughs> hopefully get some sleep eat your wheaties yeah and in 2025 if we're still primarily on twitter i think at this point i'll be shocked but you never know indeed you don't there's so much up in the air but hey <laughs> here we are we uh we bought a ticket and we're taking a ride we are indeed taking the ride and who knows when it ends thanks for listening to the did nothing wrong podcast if you want to hear more you can go to did nothing wrong you can also follow us on twitter at James, the word four, and the letter M, all one word, and Grizza, B-J-J, G-R-Z-A, B-J-J, as well as D-N-W pod. Thanks again for tuning in, and remember, everyone mentioned did nothing wrong.